What's going on, everyone? Welcome to a Did You Hear podcast, Villanova Recap Edition. And oh, is it a great day to be a Wildcat because Villanova is dancing on to the Sweet 16 with an 84-61 victory over the North Texas Mean Green. I'm Pat Zhang. Emma is working tonight, so she unfortunately will not be able to join me on this one. But you know what? There's going to be another one of these next week because Villanova is making it to next Saturday night, is making it to the Sweet 16 with a fantastic performance here in the state of Indiana. I mean, what do you even say about that first half? That was Villanova turning back the clock and looking like the 2017-2018 years right there. 47 points in the first half, the most points Villanova has scored in a half this season. And the most impressive part of that was that they did not come out of the gate strong. North Texas came out and really punched Villanova in the mouth. And they were running their slow offense. They were out-rebounding Villanova on the glass. And Nova completely turned on that. The f- Basically, you know, about halfway through that first half. So great stat here from CJ Holmes from The Athletic. Over the last 11 and a half minutes of the first half, Villanova outscored North Texas 34-6 to build up that 20-point lead, 47-27, to 27, going into the break, and the Cats never, ever looked back. I mean, looking at this, you know, I guess we'll start with Villanova's three-point shooting. North Texas has strong perimeter defense. They were in the top 40 efficiency-wise for defense uh, in the country, as according to Ken Palm, and Nova came out and shot 60% from three in the first half, finished at 50% from three on 15 of 30. Everyone made a three on Villanova other than Brandon Slater and even Trey Patterson got into the game and didn't get an attempt there. So, I mean, (laughs) looking at that, again, it's Villanova of old. It was was so, so impressive. Chris Archidiakono makes his first field goals of the season, two three-pointers for him. That was great to watch and more solid defense from him. Turned the ball over for the first time in a little while uh, after a travel, but otherwise, again, only one turnover from him. And a player I really want to focus on before we talk about Robinson Earl, before we talk about more, is Caleb Daniels. Now, Caleb Daniels has been someone that I think has been criticized, and fairly so, for someone that has struggled really the second half of the season. But I thought this was one of Daniels' best games for Villanova. The off-ball movement was so strong defensively. He was really, really on it. His his rotation was fantastic. The closeouts were really, really good. Ended up shooting four of seven. Three big three-pointers for him as well. Only two turnovers. Only two fouls, which is really important. He did pick up his trademark offensive foul. But that's what the aggressiveness we get from Daniels. As I said, I think Daniels has taken some criticism this year. And I think he deserved it. But... Uh, this kind of shows you the type of player that Caleb Daniels can be as a part of this Villanova offense. And I do want to specifically shout him out for what I thought was a very, very strong performance and really needed. And that's what Villanova needs to be able to, to pull out these wins in the tournament. Uh, as Jay Wright was talking about in his uh, interview after the game, this is going to, if Villanova's for them to continue to advance, they need help throughout the entire roster. And so Daniels to give you some good minutes here. Uh, that was, that was awesome to see. We'll go to the main man after that in Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Emma and I talked about it going into this tournament. We said if Villanova is going to go anywhere, they need Robinson Earl to be the dominant big man that he is. He's one of the best power forwards in the entire country. He showed it in the first game against Winthrop. He showed it again here against North Texas. 
I still don't think he's getting inside enough. He takes a lot of jumpers. Now, we know he's talented, and he can hit the mid-range jumper. But just as Emma said in the last recap, his footwork and his athleticism underneath the basket is such a mismatch for so many teams. I'd like to see him use it more, though. I mean, you can't really criticize him for this game. Also made two three-pointers, 8 of 14 from the field, six rebounds, and a team-high six assists. His passing has just been incredible, especially from the post, either on kickouts or being able to find some drivers, whether it be Samuels or Moore, getting into the lane. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is playing like a Carl Malone finalist. He is playing like one of the top big men in the country, and it is so key to Villanova's little run that they've been on so far. Jermaine Samuels, again, another strong game. I was really happy that CBS highlighted how strong of a defender he is for the Wildcats because he is the integral piece to this defense. Drew a very, very difficult assignment being on Javion Hamlet for a good portion of the game, and he is a stud. Got his 25 points on 50% shooting. Floater was unreal from him. Just a really tough matchup, Uh, and Samuels was able to hold his own there, forced him into some tough shots, was solid on the boards, as he always is with nine rebounds. And what we saw from Jermaine is that he drove, and that's what he does best. And yes, he was one for four from three, but he was able to use the lane use use his physicality and go up for those layups he has turned into the best free throw shooter on this team which is incredible and really is paramount paramount to how much he has worked at foul shooting since he got to Villanova he was a very poor foul shooter when he stepped onto this campus now shooting over 80 percent from the line that's a fantastic progression and it is a really really important progression for Villanova Kind of sticking with a a theme of of players that have been criticized a little bit, and rightly so throughout the year, Cole Swider might have just had his best game as a Villanova Wildcat. Now, I understand that he went off against, I believe it was Middle Tennessee in a a November tournament uh, a year ago, but I'm saying from an all-around aspect of his game, Swider was actually pretty solid on defense. He was against Winthrop. He was again against North Texas. Jay Wright even said so after the game. He hit three big threes as well. Three assists, which you usually don't see from Swider. I have to say, I was really impressed by Cole Swider. And again, that is only a good sign if Villanova is going to find a way to get some contributions up and down this lineup. We got it from him, and that was huge tonight. I do want to specifically make sure it's pointed out from Emma. Emma wanted to say how excited she was about Villanova shooting, and she is 100% right, as I touched on those three-pointers earlier. Brian Antoine pitched in with that as well. Six points for Antoine, made another three, uh, also had an end one drive there. Again, defensively, I think he's really hard to deal with, and it all comes down to speed for him. I I think Wright is kind of enjoying the idea of having him as a guard that's up there kind of in that three-quarter court press just because he's able to get back and forth so quickly and make things difficult. Now, yes, a lot of the time he is running to the side of the ball handler, which I think can be very entertaining and and puzzling to watch uh, at times, but he's also making things uncomfortable. So I think we point out Antoine there. And again, it's only good to see him getting these minutes. Eric Dixon drilled a three and got some minutes. I, I mean, up and down this Villanova lineup, it was an incredibly, incredibly impressive. When this North Texas team was no pushover. Let let that be very, very clear. They stifled Purdue in their first round matchup, holding them a 30% from three. Uh, you know, they Purdue didn't score score for the first four plus minutes of overtime in that game. North Texas is tough. And Villanova just completely swallowed them up. 
and a, a big portion of that, if we want to stick again offensively, is the ball movement and the off-ball movement. And that's something that I think has been stagnant at times, especially since Gillespie went down. I mean, just think back to that Providence game. It was disaster in that Providence game. And to think of how far they've come just two weeks later uh, from that is, is honestly remarkable because the the ball movement kicking it around, uh, the three-point line making the extra passes, Caleb Daniels, the one that drilled the three, and the uh, which is the ball movement that's going to play in the minds of a lot of people in this game. But it's also the cutting, as I said before, Justin Moore getting to the basket. It's, you know, Archidiakono rotating into the corner and able to hit that three. That's something that we hadn't seen from this Villanova team too much. And I think that was a big portion of why they struggled on offense. And even when Gillespie was in, it wasn't great at times. It was better than what we saw once he got hurt, but it still wasn't great. And I think here you saw great ball movement. And that's really important. And then one more thing I want to focus on Villanova for why I think they are dangerous and why teams don't like to play them on offense. They do not turn the ball over. Six turnovers as a team, only one in the first half, that first half where they put up 47 points. You know, a a big key to why Nova was able to take out Winthrop in the first game was that Winthrop likes to run the floor with that high tempo. They never let them because Nova didn't turn the ball over. Well, here, yes, North Texas plays very slow, even slower than Villanova, but they weren't giving North Texas any extra field goals. Villanova had more field goals attempted than North Texas here with 56 because they just didn't turn the ball over. And that's so hard to do when you're not able to find those transition points, when you're not able to take away field goal attempts from another team, especially a team that's shooting really well as Villanova did they don't turn it over and there's just a huge thing i i'm unbelievably excited being completely honest with you i'm usually in bed at this point but that's not happening right now after villanova advances to the sweet 16 and if we switch over to the defensive side because i think you have to switch over to the defensive side as well game planning I think you have to say hats off to the Villanova coaching staff in this game. They did a really good job at taking away what North Texas wanted to do. North Texas is a good three-point shooting team. They held them to just 31%. I believe they shoot around 37% for the year. So really strong there. Uh, As we said, Hamlet got his points. But the the big key in this game, and this is when things really started to go uh, Villanova's way, is when they switched to a zone, which we really haven't seen Jay Wright do very often with Villanova this year. They brought out a zone. It completely threw North Texas off. They weren't able to get any good looks. I think Samuels and Robinson Earl did a very strong uh, or worked really well in tandem kind of at the bottom half of that zone and taking away space. Uh, Again, rotation was strong around the perimeter. It was just a great performance. Let's just make it that easy. And because of that, Villanova, the team that a lot of people counted out was a very trendy upset pick in the first round the boys are dancing and they are going on to the sweet 16 and not only are they going to the sweet 16 they are playing the number one seed the second best team in the country the baylor bears in what will be an absolute heavyweight matchup here they were supposed to play earlier this year the game ended up getting uh, replaced in that that first tournament in the bubble for villanova because baylor had some covid concerns we're finally getting that matchup Baylor's healthy. Villanova, of course, doesn't have Gillespie, but it doesn't matter. It is going to be a great, great matchup between two fantastically coached teams, two really strong teams on offense. Uh, Baylor's quickness is what really stands out to me when I watch them. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if Villanova runs a little bit of zone against them too, just to try to switch things up and not have to go man on man. So, but 
oh, I am excited that Villanova will be playing the Baylor Bears in the Sweet 16. They're still alive. They're still in this tournament. They've still got a chance at getting to the Final Four. Cats win 84-61, to and we can't wait to bring you more coverage next week and see if this journey, if this dance continues. But all right, that will do it here for the Did You Hear podcast. Again, uh, disappointed we couldn't have Emma on this one. I can tell you that she is to the moon excited and can't wait to talk uh, talk about all this with her uh, coming up. Uh, be, look, be on the lookout for our MLB season preview, which we'll be dropping on Wednesday. That should be a great episode, and we'll have more Villanova coverage coming up. But all right, that's a wrap. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at DidYouHearPod. Follow us and subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify so you never miss an episode. But otherwise, talk to you later. Thank you.